Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes or so, but it keeps us in God's word and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us with a good positive spiritual mindset to be able to deal with the rigors of life every day. Help people in your life grow in their faith by getting them into these studies. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith, come closer to God, and even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to continue in our study our line of thought and study, talking about the courage to really become a Christian and live the Christian life faithfully and obediently on a consistent basis. We're entitled this, No Guts, No Glory. So what does that mean? That's an expressive statement. We hear it often. Sometimes it may be relegated to the sports world. Sometimes it might be the business world. Well, no guts, no glory. If you're not willing to commit yourself to a task or to achieve a goal that you have in your heart or in your mind, then you'll not receive the benefits of accomplishing that task or achieving that goal. You have to make up your mind. You have to make, be determined, I'm going to do what, it needs, what needs to be done to achieve that goal or to fulfill that task, whatever it might be. Again, a lot of people, they might think, I sure want to build, I sure want to buy a home. Well, are you ready to make the commitment to do whatever needs to be done in order to be able to buy a home and to keep that home? Again, we've emphasized that live-in relationships outside of marriage typically fail because they lack full commitment. <clears throat> if there was full commitment, then why wouldn't they go ahead and get married? But they hold back from getting married because they don't want to make that commitment to be married legally. So those live-in relationships typically fail. Well, the Bible is clear. You cannot expect salvation if you're not willing to become a Christian. And again, you cannot receive the blessings of being a Christian, ultimately eternal life in heaven, without committing to live your Christ, uh, to live your life in Christ. No guts, no glory. Well, we've talked about this particular principle. You have to be willing to make the commitment and fulfill that commitment in order to achieve the task, the, the, the goal that you have in your mind, in your heart. And particularly, the number one goal that everybody ought to have in their heart is to get to heaven. I've said many times in teaching and preaching and probably in writing too, if you don't get to heaven, then your life's been a failure. Now, a lot of people would protest over that. They would disagree. No, I did this. I did that. Look, if you don't get to heaven, there's only one, one alternative to that, and that's hell, and that's failure. So if you don't get to heaven, your life's a failure. And don't think you can take somebody with you if you're not going yourself. Well, so we've talked about faith in God being absolutely a preconditioned to receiving salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. Faith in Christ, obviously, is essential. He is our Savior. And we cannot be justified outside of Christ. 
we can only get to God, only get to heaven through Jesus. He said that. The apostle Peter said that. The apostle Paul said that. The scriptures say that repeatedly. All spiritual blessings are in Christ, Ephesians 1 in verse 3. And he is the only source of eternal salvation, Hebrews 5 in verse 9. Also, Acts chapter 4 in verse 12, and Romans chapter 5 in verse 8, and we could go on and on. We talked about a couple of characters who evidenced some faith in Jesus, but kind of in the background. They did not come out, at least for a period of time, openly committing themselves themselves to faith in Christ. And that would be Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. But eventually they did come out of the darkness and they did step into the light. And But that was when Jesus died on the cross. And so they prepared his body for burial and Joseph actually put it in his tomb, Joseph of Arimathea. Well, they stepped forward prayerfully, hopefully. They, still, they, they stayed in the open as a faithful, dedicated follower of Christ. We don't have the scripture record of that, but hopefully that was the case. We talked about a young man in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 22, who was wealthy. He he expressed some faith in Jesus in that he came to him and he asked him, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus spoke to him. He gave him instructions. He answered his question. And ultimately, it had to do with the young man's wealth. And when the young man heard Jesus' answer to that bottom line question, he walked away, sorrowful, because he had great wealth. Well, someone might say, well, he, you know, that was, was really a, you know, a, you know, strong you know, response in Jesus' part, a strong instruction. You got to sell all you have, give to the poor, come follow me. Well, again, Jesus knew where the man's heart was. He walked away. He walked away from his Lord. Many, many, when you read through the, the accounts of the early chapters of the book of Acts, many believed in Jesus or at least highly esteemed Christianity in the church, but they held back from becoming Christians for various reasons. Where are you right now? Do you know that you need to become a Christian? Do you know that you need to repent of your sins? Openly confess your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior? Do you realize that you need to be baptized, that is immersed in the waters of baptism, so the blood that he shed on the cross for you can cleanse you of the guilt of your sins? Do you know that? Are you holding back? It's time to stop dodging the issue. It's time to stop putting off your obedience and making some kind of excuse or a whole number of excuses about why you're not yet ready to make that commitment. You need to make up your mind. You need to make the commitment to be baptized into Christ, to be born again spiritually. John 3, verses 3 through 5 to be changed, to become a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. You need to be baptized into Christ. You need to become a Christian. You need to take your stand. You're walking with your Lord for the rest of your life because your ultimate goal is a home in heaven with him.
no guts, no glory. Why are you holding back? Well, now let me make another application to this particular theme. The same principle applies to Christians who are weak in their faith and weak in their faithfulness and maybe wishy-washy kind of back and forth as to their dedication. They keep kind of straddling the fence, so to speak, of living in the righteousness in Christ and, and the other foot's over there in the puddle of sinfulness. They keep going back and forth. You need to make up your mind. No guts, no glory. You've got to walk the walk. You've got to not just talk the talk or claim the identity. You have to live the Christian life. You need to mature. You need to be faithful. You need to be actively involved. Spiritual growth is an ongoing, active process of commitment. When we look at Ephesians chapter 4, we read verses 13 through 15. The Apostle Paul wrote this, "...till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect or complete man, from a spiritual perspective, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children," in other words, baby Christians, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine or every new thing that comes along by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up, in other words, mature in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Where is your spiritual life right now? Are you growing up in Christ? Are you getting stronger in your faith? Is your spiritual life, so to speak, you're supposed to be that shining light. You're supposed to let your light so shine that others may see see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Is your light shining brighter? Is it getting brighter as the days go by, as your life goes on, because your dedication is being fulfilled and even perhaps getting stronger? Or is that not the case? Spiritual growth, again, is an ongoing, active process of commitment. Faith should never sit still. It should keep growing. That's why we keep emphasizing on search and, and here, on, here, in the program, here on these studies, today's Bible class, that you need to stay in God's Word daily, if possible, so that your faith can stay strong and even grow stronger. I want to drop down here in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 22, and go on. Now, Paul goes on and he says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, before you became a Christian, the way you used to live back then, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." If you are the same basic person you were before you became a Christian, then you're missing the boat. You're not where you ought to be. You're not growing in Christ. You are a new creation again. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, you have, when you were baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. 
Galatians 3 and verse 27, the imagery there is as though you were putting on a garment, wrapping that garment around you. That's you're, You've stepped into a life of dedication to Christ. You've put him on through baptism, Paul says. Well, your life needs to demonstrate that change. Again, commitment, dedication, follow-through, continuing maturity. Where are you right now? You need to make up your mind because you can't, your, your spiritual life, your commitment to Christ and to God can't be just like a pan of dishwater, kind of, you know, wishy-washy, back and forth, one of little substance. It needs to be firm and strong, built on the foundation of faith in Jesus. But that, that faith has to be active as we've studied in this particular series. We're going to conclude our study next time. Let's pray. Our Father, help us to be strong spiritually. Help us to not just make the commitment to become Christians, but to live that commitment to be Christians and to be the example before others that you want us to be. Please help us along this line, and please protect us from our adversary, the devil, in all of his attempts to tear us down and pull us away from you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.